Alright, we're live. Another new episode. <laughs> so anyway. Hello everybody. So, anyway, today's episode I kind of found something interesting. Um, one thing I'm looking up is the... Is the Tumblr thing. I was told like by a few people how fucked up Tumblr is and stuff, and for me, I... Hmm. Hold on, I'm messaging someone. So anyway, we're gonna play the. Uh, I'm loading up articles and stuff. My computer's coming slower. Recently was the Tumblr, like I said, the Tumblr thing. And by the way, I'm sorry. Like I had like a headache because I had not had caffeine for two days. I think two days. My head was like killing me because I I have not had caffeine in my system. And like I said, quit drinking soda and caffeine stuff. I've been having caffeine withdrawals, and my head is like fucking killing me badly, so, one thing that, uh, we discovered was Tumblr. Tumblr has some weird fucking crazy shit, and I don't have a I've been on Tumblr once, and I think I just, I, I just, like, found nothing interesting about it. 
and I just quit. Like, I just up and quit because I just didn't really find, find Tumblr that exciting and interesting and stuff. And, and Tumblr has what I call the crazies. <laughs> the crazy, insane people who... I mean, it's great to have hobbies and stuff and things that interest you. But the people on there, they 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 have like really crazy stuff. Like they post weird stuff, especially the true crime people. Like the true crime people will give like these weird fan fiction stuff about um <laughs> well, I'm trying to get people to join the show and listen but it's kind of hard to get people to, to join because like a lot of people don't want to listen to like someone like me talk <laughs> So, anyway, uh, so, anyway, so, anyway, like. The true crime people to have like all these weird fan fiction about um people like Ted Bundy, uh the Columbine shooters. I don't even know who the fuck their names are. And they they write all these weird things about them. Like it was ever since that Zach Efron movie about Ted Bundy that they romanticized Ted Bundy they they even like went so far by you know praising Charles Manson given reasons why Charles Manson was the way Charles Manson is and Charles Manson was like fucked up in the head like the dude was like crazy and stuff and I so like for me I I looked at hello I looked at all these crazy like Tumblr posts about stuff and I even said like once like we could do the show we could put it like live on uh, Twitter SoundCloud uh, YouTube but I, I I once said like never on Tumblr because I said a lot of shit about people on Tumblr. <laughs> to the point where I I think like we would get banned. <laughs> we would get banned on Tumblr because I I this is like the stuff I talked about. Like the people on there are just weird. <laughs> and I've been around weird people. 
And oddly enough, like, weird people are attracted to me. Like, they come up to me and try to be friends. I'm like, back the fuck off. No. No. So, for me, I, I always say, like, people on Tumblr are crazy. Just as people are on Twitter. People on Twitter are... They're self-righteous douchebags at times. I mean, it's great to be on Twitter and say things that you couldn't say in public, because in public you would get A, fired, B, blacklisted. I mean, I got blacklisted by <laughs> by my family members because I jokingly said, I voted for Trump, and boom, out the door. <laughs> so, that's the way to get kicked out of your family at a uh, family of, you know, reunions and gatherings. Just say you voted for Trump, or wear a MAGA hat, or Wear a shirt that says, Make America Read Again, then you will get dirty looks. I imagine the people who read that shirt, Make America Read Again, be like, I ain't gonna read. So, anyway, I the Tumblr thing, like I said, um, we were, gonna, we we're gonna talk about it, of course. I found... When I, when I get obsessed with something, I will have to dig into it. It's like the Lori Vallow case, where I'm like obsessed with it. You know, not in a obsessive way where I am like Charlie Day from uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where you put up this giant wall of things connecting to people <laughs> and stuff. I I get obsessed with trying to figure out the answers to things. And this Lori Vallow case and Chad Daybell is something that I am really interested in. I really, like, I cannot wait to see the the uh, documentary they're going to do on Dateline. And by the way, it's, uh, I remember the dude I was talking about in Colorado, Chris something. It was Wyatt. I think Wyatt is his name. You are Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. So, like, for me, I, I think I think it was Wyatt. I think it was Chris Wyatt, I think, was the name of the dude in Colorado. The Colorado case. And stuff. And so, this Tumblr true crime thing. I'm not going to log in on Tumblr because I had a Tumblr account. I don't remember the name or password. <laughs> So it's like a lost count. <laughs> so, alright, uh, let's see. Tumblr. True crime. True crime cringe is what some people call it. By the way, I gotta blow my nose real quick. I got, like, allergies. I was outside. And it doesn't help much when you have a cat who's cold in your house who lays in a plant all of a sudden with dirt and plant climbs on top of you and rub its its dirt from its body all over your face and you're like sneezing so and my cat is kind of spoiled and she's a bit mean <laughs> like I am not making this up she lays in the plant and uh, she killed my dad's Christmas cactus and my dad got, like, mad about it. And he was, like, discussing with the cat 
showing the cat the plant and what she did. And the cat is just laying there on the table just looking at him. And he's like talking to this cat going like... <laughs> going like, look what you did to this plant. This plant did not do anything to you. You did this to the plant. And the cat's just laying there like looking at him. Then she stretches her body out and rolls over and turns her back towards him. <laughs> and he's going like, you better not turn, you turn your back on me. And it was just like this giant like argument <laughs> between a man and the cat. So hold on, let me blow my nose real quick. Then we'll come back. Alright, I'm back. I feel better. <laughs> so anyway. Alright, we're going to look up the true crime cringe. Like, this person made this account where it shows everybody who posts stuff on Tumblr. I'll admit, the Tumblr thing kind of looks cool. It kind of reminds me of a mixture of the the pages remind me of a mixture of between um the old uh, MySpace you know I'm just gonna look at the Google images and stuff alright this is about shit like weird stuff Alright, this is about, I think, the Columbine shooters, Dylan Roof, I think so. Um, this is what one person wrote. Can someone please explain this to me? Why can't people, why, why so many people in the TCC hate Dylan Roof? I don't get it, and she posts a photo of Dylan Roof leaning against a pole. This one's about Charles Manson. Shit. And the weird thing about it is, like, some of the people in this true crime... And the thing is, like, Dylan Roof shot and killed people in a school shooting. There's no romanticizing that. Him and the other dude were a bunch of fucking cowards. Fucking cowards. And stuff. And you can't, like... And I remember the Chris Tucker, not the Chris Rock joke, where he made fun of the the Columbine shooters. And I take it like these people get butthurt about it. And God bless Chris Rock. He's like a legend. I love what he did to Jeff Bezos <laughs> at the Oscars. Him and Steve Martin. I was so happy to see Steve Martin because he is like one of my favorites train train planes and automobiles that was a movie my grandmother loved to death she loved that movie and we would watch it like i would never seen it before i was like um i think it was about four yeah i think it was four it was before my accident um 
And I sat and watched the movie with her. I was like laying on the floor with my dog Barney. And yes, I named my dog Barney after the purple dinosaur. Go ahead and laugh. Um, <laughs> I was like sitting there. I was like, as a kid, I'm not making this up. When I was a little kid, I would wear my blue Batman shirt and my Batman underwear because I did not want to wear shorts because I wanted to be comfortable <laughs> as a kid. And I would lay on a blanket with my dog and we would watch TV just for no reason. And I watched the movie Plane, Trains, and Automobiles and I thought it was a funny movie. Like, it was very funny. Like, nowadays it's still, to this day, funny. Like, John Candy and... Steve Martin were like legends. <laughs> so that was like that was a good movie and stuff. And anyway, I was so happy to see Steve Martin like at the Oscars cracking jokes with Jeff Bezos. Uh, Jeff uh, cracking jokes with Chris Rock about Jeff Bezos. And uh, Chris Rock just like unleashed it. <laughs> Laughing at Bezos, saying, "A man who had a, who got a divorce and still is the wealthiest man in America." <laughs> Marriage Story is a comedy, <laughs> and Chris Rock said to Steve Martin, "Steve, you want to say anything?" And Steve Martin's like, "No, I want my packages delivered on time." <laughs> it was just, it was just like the funniest thing I have ever seen. And it was just like watching. It, I was just like, why didn't they get these guys to host the Oscars? Like, like, come on. Enough with like, or bring Ricky Gervais into doing it. Like, that was the one thing I wanted to see. Like Ricky Gervais, like, unleash the truth bomb on everybody and stuff. And it's it's still funny to this day. So anyway. This is uh, another one on the true crime. Yeah, Reddit just made one like true uh, true crime community of Tumblr is really fucked up. By the way, I did not write that. Anyway, here is someone. And the weird thing about it is these people will make their profile picture of serial killers that they are attracted to. So anyway, this is what one chick wrote. R.I.P. Charles Manson. The true crime community had a major heart attack. R Rip Charles Manson. I.K. Y'all look it up so quickly. What does I.K. What does I.K. mean? Can, can someone tell me that? Because I don't speak text message. Uh, one person with a weird profile picture. Rest in peace, Manson. I'll you'll be missed, buddy. The fuck? What does IK mean? Is it IKEA? Someone's on. I don't know what IK means. One person back in my day. Let's be real. The time the internet didn't have. Um, anyway, I just I want to read some of the like weird. Uh, 
I just kind of want to read like some of the weird. Like I will say this, like I will give the Harley Quinn stands a pass for the day, because <laughs> the true crime community is like weird. It is really weird. It is weird shit. Like it is like utter weirdness. I mean, how can you romanticize um, killers? And a lot of the things is the people that romanticize these people. The Ted Bundys. The Charles Manson. The, the Columbiners. You know, shooters. A lot of these people who are romanticizing these these killers are women. Teenage girls. It's so weird. And stuff. And there's been like women who wrote love letters to killers in prison. These people like make shrines and dedication pages to to killers. I mean there's nothing wrong with Making dedication pages to like singers and you know artists that you admire and like, and you take you know get an interest in the craft and your own stuff. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But when you do pages about killers and you try to create these fan fiction stories or excuse, I wouldn't say stories, but excuses of these killers you got a few screws loose in your dome piece you can't just like say like you know Dylan Roof and um the other fucker um you know they were they 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 were misunderstood if I was there they wouldn't kill me they would fucking kill you they would put a bullet in you with no problem or you know, they were just misunderstood. They didn't have friends. Did I seen them? Did, I think there was like what two of them. There's enough to play a you know Mortal Combat video game. <laughs> you know. There's two. You could play a tennis game. A tennis match. Don't, don't say like they were misunderstood. And stuff. And Ted Bundy was a disturbed... Not a disturbed person. He was a monster. He was a monster to society. He was a parasite. He deserved to be executed for what he did. He was a parasite and a disease to society. That's who Ted Bundy was. There's no romanticizing him, okay? 
And I swear to you, the reason I did this was because Zach Efron played him in a movie. That was it. It's kind of weird, though. These type of things need to stop. And his painting of, like, Bundy and stuff. And this, this one person had a tattoo of the names of Serial killers. That's like the weird... That's like the most fucked up thing. Is getting a name. Of a serial killer on... On your body. That is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. So. Anyway. Let's get to the... Suicide Squad movie. Or as Will Smith said. What are we, a Suicide Squad? <laughs> I kind of miss him. He's not going to be in that film, though. The the James Gunn Suicide Squad. Instead, you're getting Idris Elba. <laughs> I don't even think... I don't even know who he... I think he's playing... By the way, I want to mention this one. This one's pretty cool. I, I, I have to mention. Um, DC Legends game has announced they are doing a uh, player versus player battle. You have to beat X amount of players... And you get the uh, hero pieces of uh, Catwoman. And I am going to try to fucking get through that. <laughs> and try to like... But the weird thing about it is like you get the Catwoman. You click on it, it's like it has Catwoman on there. And you're going to get like 10 hero pieces of it. But instead you get Nightwing. I'm like, fuck this game. <laughs> I just want... I just need... I forget how many Catwoman pieces I need to upgrade my character. Uh, I got 15, and I had to get to 40, and I, ha I have to upgrade my character. But instead, you get Dick Grayson, Nightwing. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. I want the Bat Family together. So I got like a little, you know, the Bat Family and stuff. Uh, like Wonder doing, I think... They're going to do Riddler, then they're going to do Two-Face and stuff. Uh, uh, oh, it's uh, DC's Legends. Uh, I got Catwoman on Injustice 2. I was just like, finally. Like, one I saw was like the Ninja. Catwoman Ninja. I thought like, that is awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. I wish they would do a sequel. Um, one day announced... Uh, another one they announced is... Uh, the Batman the Animated Series will be continuing in a comic. 
uh, on Twitter, they announced the return return to the world of Batman the Animated Series and Batman the Adventures continue in a new digital first series beginning in April. I cannot wait. I love Batman the Animated Series. I'm like a diehard fan. Like I mentioned before, like uh, cosplaying, I would cosplay as Batman from Batman the Animated Batman Dark Knight suit from Batman and Dawn of Justice suit. But my main goal is like save enough money and buy Batman the Animated Series stuff. I could put together a suit and stuff. I love I love that cartoon. Like favorite cartoon of all time. And I've seen a lot of cool cartoons. Tiny Toons, Maniacs, Pinky and the Brain, uh, Wild Thornberries and stuff. And I love Batman the Animated Series. Like that is like you know like, like the opening theme of Batman the Animated Series, I'm like it's like church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you got my attention. So, for me, I, I am excited for it. Um, it's been way overdue. And the artwork looks really cool. Even though I kind of wish they would have gone with the classic look. Like, get Rick Perchett to do the artwork. Like, he, he's an awesome artist. I met him. He's really he's really one of the nicest dudes I I've met besides other artists and stuff. And... He was really cool. Like he he chatted briefly about um, the animated series and stuff. Like I asked him like once, what was Darwin Cook like? Because <laughs> I I am a fan of the New Frontier and stuff, and he he was really a cool dude. He like he he was like the go to guy. He was like one of the go to guys to do comics based on like the. Bruce Tim- Timiverse, as they call it, and stuff. He was like one of the go-to people for DC, for DC to go to and go like, "Can you do this?" And, and stuff. I remember, I have like, I have to find one. I have to find those cards. I have uh, cards that he made. Like Rick Perchette made uh, collectible baseball cards, and I have like a couple of them from the Batman Year One comic. He made, like, ones based on, like, comic books and stuff. I have uh, the Batman Year One comics cards that he made. I forgot to mention that once. I, I have those, and I remember, like, when we were, when I was going to go to the convention and stuff, like, the first time I went to the comic book convention, I gotta tell the story. Um, it's like story time Thursday. <laughs> I, I remember going, and I was, like, so excited I was I was excited. I was you know, I was taking my nephew, my oldest nephew, to the comic book convention and stuff. And I bought him like comics and stuff. Uh, one I wish I would have bought when I was there. I remember I was like talking to myself in my head, going like, "Okay, don't go too crazy. Don't buy a lot of stuff." Going to be like, "Why did I buy that?" There was like one comic I saw there, and I I had the money. To buy it, but I didn't. <laughs> was The Walking Dead number one? I saw The Walking Dead number one. I was like, I didn't buy it. 
<laughs> and I remember, like, driving home, and I was, I, we, stopped at, I, we stopped at McDonald's, um, because we were hungry and stuff, we were, like, it was like a long drive. I remember sitting there in the parking lot, and I said to myself, like, why the fuck did I not buy that book? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, thinking to myself, going, like, why did I not buy that? Something in my was like, don't buy it. And I didn't. I bought Space Ghosts, Coast to Coast number one. <laughs> and I Walking Dead one. <laughs> the one comic that a lot of people would pay money for. I had it and I didn't buy it. Instead, I bought a comic that no one wants. And I'm just sitting there going, like, why the fuck did I not buy that? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, like, <laughs> and and luckily, the box and stuff, I bought Shazam number one when he first appeared in the DC Universe. The DC Universe first appearance of Shazam for $2 is what I bought it for, for $2. Two dollars. The guy didn't even want it. He just was like, here. And stuff. I mean, it's not perfect. It's not perfect print. But it was before Shazam came out. Like, in my mind, I'm going like, wait, is this real? (laughs) And stuff. But another one I saw was The Dark Knight Returns. And they wanted a lot for that book. Which I didn't blame them. I mean, the first book, I mean, one I bought was uh, Gotham City Sirens number one. And that was like the most expensive book I spent. I spent 40 bucks for it. That was the most expensive book I bought out of it. And I saw like The Dark Knight Burn. It was like a 9.0. And they wanted like, I think, two, $300 for it. And I was just like, no. I was just like, no. But, yeah, it was, like, it was crazy and stuff. Like, I, um, the craziest thing I ever saw was a dude dressed as Superman. There was a dude cosplaying as Superman. And there was, like, a woman cosplaying as Wonder Woman. And she bought, like, a lot of comics. Like, I was just, like, this crazy. And stuff, like, um... They looked really cool, though. Like, the people who were cosplaying, like, as Superman and Wonder Woman, they, they, they were cool. Like, it was, it wasn't, like, the big convention that you think of, like, the New York Comic Con, which I, I would love to go there one day, or San Diego Comic Con, or Wizard World. This was a comic book convention for comic book collectors. Like, this was, I wouldn't say a very important thing. It was an important thing because... Uh, small, you know, stores and from around Missouri and uh, people who had like huge collections that they were selling, they got together like to raise money for a charity foundation for comic book artists and writers who don't have insurance for them and their spouses. It was like a big, important thing. It was like getting people together and raising money for the people that entertained us and by the way i'll be right back someone's knocking on my door so i'll be right back
Anyway, I'm back. It was, uh, some weird person at the door. So anyway, as I was saying, uh, we'll go there to get, yeah, we will. <laughs> we will go to Comic-Con and stuff. It's, like I was saying, like, what was I saying? Um, anyway, the comic book convention. It, it was like a very... Welcome back to you. Like I was saying, like, the, the that convention was... It was a very, you know, really... Important thing. It was, like, paying back the people who, you know, entertained us, who put in a lot of work and stuff. Like, I remember, like, the one person who was, like... Like I was saying, like they, they had a lot of books up there. Like there was like so many books <laughs> at that convention. Like it was insane. It was like really like insane. Like how many? Like one dude was like, I have all these books in storage. You know, I'm just wanting to get rid of them all and, and stuff. Stuff and it was re- he had like a lot of books, like a lot of like old like comic strip type books, like. The Archie Comics, the Richie Rich, um, you know, there was like one dude who was working on Dick Tracy comics. There was the um, independent comics and stuff like, like there was a lot of like cool stuff up there. And like they, they still do these conventions. They, they still do these shops and stuff, these conventions and things, but they're like a far drive from where I live stuff. Like if it was ever like close, I would go back there. But man, it's like a far, far drive. Like, like also they had, um, had this convention. They, I remember I was like in one photo, <laughs> someone like took a photo of like everyone at the store, at the convention and stuff. Like I was in like one of the photos I had, um, like really long hair, <laughs> and I was like wearing a Batman shirt and stuff. Like I was, I had like long, I, I had like long freaking hair and stuff. And I remember I entered a contest to win a comic book box, which was drawn by one of the artists there. Like if you win, you get to choose like which box you want. <laughs> and I remember going like, I want the Batman one. <laughs> I didn't get it. Which I, I didn't care. It was it was a really cool, fun thing. But I did get to walk out with like one. Uh, I get to walk out with like two drawn um, photos, which was one of Green Lantern battling Venom in St. Louis, and the other is Batman and Deadpool in St. Louis. <laughs> and my nephew, who's like a diehard Deadpool fan, my oldest nephew, my youngest nephew is like a diehard Teen Titans Go fan, and mostly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. My oldest nephew like held up the photo. He goes, look, there's even me. <laughs> it was just, it was kind of a funny thing. So anyway, it was, it was a really convention thing. So anyway, Suicide Squad. Like I was saying. May hint at Venom, Margot Robbie, and Joel Kinnaman spotted. James Gunn has began filming the Suicide Squad and 
Panama, where set images and videos may hint at Bane. It is revealed that reveal Joel Kinnaman, Joel Kinnaman, and more from Margot Robbie. Joel Kinnaman will return as playing Rick Flag from the first Suicide Squad movie, where a fan has posted an image on Instagram of the actor and Panama. Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn after the sad uh, box office of The Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Regarding Margot Robbie, earlier we saw uh, the first photo of uh, Harley Quinn and her, her as Harley Quinn with director James Gunn in Panama. Additional images and video has surfaced from some sort of action scene involving Harley Quinn. A scene taking place at a cathedral, possibly involving a militia and an army of some sort, or maybe a cult. More of that below. A fan snapped a picture of what Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn looks like. The photo shows Harley Quinn, as it said, Harley Quinn in a dress in the middle of a rack, the local local fans of social media are further stating that James Gunn is filming a scene in Panama, where it takes place in a fictional comic book city, which may hint at Bane, where rumors of Dave Batista or the Cobra Cult. That'd be cool though, if Dave Batista like playing Bane. But, you know, the one thing I, I still... Question. It is a question that some people might get annoyed with. Where the hell is Batman? <laughs> like, where is Batman at in this entirety of this film? And stuff like... Is Batman alive, dead, somewhere, and stuff? Like, I did the Dark Knight retire <laughs> or something? Like, what's up with that? Like, fans are stating a flag that is used in filming all around the sets, either of the DC Comics, National City of Santa Parisca, which hints at a hints at Pinadoro prison where Bane grew up, or Corta Matisse, in which was used of the Cobra Cult, who is in DC Comics canon, considered the enemies of Suicide Squad. Corta Matisse was also mentioned in the 1999 Batman film, which I remember, Smallville, and on Arrow. Suicide Squad gets released August 6th, 2021. Hmm. I'll be honest, I do look forward to seeing what James Gunn will do on this film of some sorts. I, I do look forward to it. Um... I just, I really don't know what to think of, uh, the, the, you know, the 
hole. Like one thing I want to see is Bane back to like, like you know, like style, like him wearing the luchador mask and him obsessive beating the you know the biggest challenge to him. Like I look forward, I I, I want to see that version of Bane. Like I I do, I I am gonna miss the Tom Hardy Bane of, you know type of version of Bane, but, you know, that, that version of Bane is special, it's, it belongs in its own universe of the Dark Knight and stuff, like, the version of Bane I want to see is, like, the classic version that appeared in comics, like, this crazy luchador wrestler, <laughs> like, I would love to see, like, a Saints, like I said once on a podcast episode, where I want to see a Saints Row version of Bane, like a Saints Row type story involving Bane. And you know, you know how crazy the third was? I want to see that. <laughs> that crazy story and stuff. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, that version of Bane would be awesome. But, yeah. I, I, I do look forward to it um, and what they're going to do and stuff, but. Yeah. Here's something that's crazy. Ready for this one? On eBay. Batman 89 and Hell Horizon 3, Hell Raisin, or whatever, are on sale on eBay for a hundred and ten dollars. A hundred and ten dollars for Batman issue eighty nine and Hell Horizon three. Hundred and ten dollars for the because it's the first appearance of Punchline. The first appearance of Joker's new girlfriend, Punchline, is the reason why it costs $110. Who will spend that for that issue? And stuff. Like, it is crazy. But anyway, uh, today is also the sad ending for Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy number six. And a lot of people are not happy over the ending of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. And today is this. Today is we see the end of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. This is Rich Johnson of Bleeding Cool. It started at as a kind of Thelma and Louise adventure of these non-monogamous girlfriends with Poison transferred by a by the event of Heroes in Crisis B, also a villain of the year, where which we saw her picked by Lex Luthor to transfer transformed yet another transformed again yet into herself there is no conclusion of poison ivy fighting herself in the series 
more that we see the status quo, which means splitting our Harlequin basically as Ivy is basically self. Sort of is going away. Eh, who cares? Um, <laughs> as we see, like, here's the reason why uh, a lot of people on Twitter, because you know those people are always butthurt twenty four seven on Twitter. So we see again a good a kiss goodbye, a kiss that sums up the characters' things for each other, even though. See, uh, for each other, even as they part, they mean to be what may be the last time a kiss that will last a decade express their feelings and their pain, their lives, their longing, or something that they can hold on to each other as they part. A kiss that will, or just a peck on the head, on the forehead. People are mad. is because Poison Ivy kisses Harley on the forehead. And I will read a hilarious response of that. And somehow they get, somehow this person blames the Batman-Catwoman romance for it. I don't know how, but here it is. Here's what one person wrote. This is at, uh, this is a person who is dedicating their lives to Harley Quinn and Ivy, stating, quote, Harley and Ivy deserve love and respect. Plant a red diamond and heart. An account dedicated to one of the most important relationships in DC Comics and the world. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. <laughs> Here's what the person wrote. I, their account's just horrible. Here's what it is. A smirk, a fucking kiss on the forehead. Well, she spelled the wrong. She must have been mad because it's all in caps. It's, here's how it is actually written. A smirk, a fucking kiss on the forehead. On, sorry, kiss on Y-E forehead. Y-E forehead. That's how Ivy is going to say goodbye to Harley. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. You fucking words. You are open to give Batcat a fucking sex scene. Why aren't you bother giving Harley and Ivy a goodbye kiss? Fuck off. <laughs> I, I love how these people are like so upset. Uh, one person wrote a emojis of crying face. One person, I but I still love theirs, even though I'm not satisfied with this ending at all. Fucking queer baiting. Kiss emoji with a peace sign. One person wrote, I did too. The, <laughs> the fucking cherished. I was content until this happened. People are like, so 
one person. I just want them to be happy for once. And the person, of course, replies, same here. They deserve to be a hoya. Can these people, like, just type words instead of, like, using, you know, being angry and typing and stuff? More than anyone else, more than any other DC pairing, the hell that they've gone through time and time again. It's a testament of that, but DC, DC's a bunch of cats. And the person goes replied, yeah. It's clear that they aren't just friends. DC keeps making it weird, showing them be close together. Then coming back to BFFs. And of course, the horror. I, it's because it's an open relationship stuff. They see that as an opportunity to treat them as friends with benefits. Fuck buddies. Anything but girlfriends. These people are like so. mad. And of course, the person wrote such bullshit. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people just don't want to see Harley and Ivy. I mean, here's the thing, like, together. The reason why they... I, I'm going to point out the obvious that they don't have the relationship that a lot of people want is because Ivy doesn't love anything. Ivy is narciss narcissistic, selfish person. She's about herself and the plants. That's it. That's what Poison Ivy is all about. She has no human feelings or emotions to anything. It's just about her and her goal, which is plants taking over the world type thing. That's how it is. And Harley has this ADHD type attitude. Harley is just about herself, but also her goal and mission is to prove to the Joker that she doesn't need him, that she can do anything without him, without anything. That's how it is that they have a relationship where they are about themselves, not about each other. That's kind of how it is. That's how Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy have always been and stuff. I mean, shit, like even I think like old lady Harley, it's like canon that apparently it's canon. I'm using air quotes because their ideas of canon be canon. The next minute it's like, nope, not canon. It is Harley Mary's. Nightwing, which is fucking weird and stuff. And it's uh, weird that I kind of want Barbara Gordon to be Oracle again. Like, I don't want her being Batgirl anymore. <laughs> I want her as Oracle, where she works with Nightwing. She's always in his ear. <laughs> Just to think that, but I, I, I like Nightwing and 
you know, Barbara Gordon as Oracle because he takes care of her, like, type of thing. That's what I love about it. They have a adorable relationship and stuff. And, of course, Batman and Catwoman is, like, my favorite relationship in any comics. It's because they're both so much connected. You know, type of thing. That's what I love about it. And, honestly, like, Harley is, like, in my opinion, better off with the Joker. <laughs> they're, they're both going to kill each other one day, so, <laughs> like, why not? So, for, I mean, for me, it's it's just how it is and stuff. Like, and I cannot wait for Titans. I cannot wait for season three. Like, Barbara Gore's going to show up and stuff. Where I was just, like, hoping that they will and, and stuff. Like, that. that's kind of how it is. You know, so for me, like, if, if, if I was in charge of DC or in charge of Batman stuff, Barbara Gordon would be Oracle <laughs> in Nightwing's ear. Nightwing goes on mission, comes back from missions, he takes care of her. Batman and Catwoman are married, they have kids. Harley and Joker are about to kill each other <laughs> for no fucking reason. <laughs> That's kind of like my DC universe, or Batman verse. About it is like about it. Was, um, I hated how DC treated Barbara Gordon. Like, they, they had her in a, like, um, she was in, you know, she was Oracle. She was in the wheelchair, which I, which I felt like they actually made her matter in the comics. Like, she mattered. She was an important part of the Bat family. Like, she was the eyes and ears, you know, helping them, you know, guide them through Gotham. Um, put her back in the Batgirl suit. I just felt like they took away what, what was important from her and stuff. And for me, that's what kind of, you know, annoyed me with, like, and I, I still have, like, the Batgirl comics of, of Rebirth. Because, like, I love the one um, short miniseries that had uh, Nightwing and Batgirl. And it gives them the origin story. And <laughs> I love the one part in the series. I, I, I laughed. I thought it was just funny because Dick Grayson was kind of sarcastic. And... <laughs> Batgirl says to Robin, it was it shows a flashback scene like she tries to be Batgirl, like it was her origin of being Batgirl, and he like mocked her like how <laughs> not skilled or talented she is, like how she is not like, skilled at all. <laughs> like he just mocked the shit out of her for it. Which I just loved because I was just like this is, this is funny and adorable. And it's, I know I got, like, a lot of looks in my comic book store when I bought Batgirl comics. Because they just looked at me like, why are you buying this? And I was just like, I love it. I love that they had, like, Nightwing in the miniseries. And I was just, like, hoping that they would rekindle their relationship and 
get back together and you know and stuff. So it's like many series, which I was like laughing. She said to Robin, calling him a dick, and she says to him, "You're a dick," and he says back to her, "You have no idea." <laughs> he was just like, like mocking the shit out of her. Because she, even to her bad, bad girl suit, he was like laughing at how she made it homemade bad girl suit <laughs> and stuff. And I was just like, man, he is just like mean <laughs> and stuff. And it, it was just like my favorite, uh, my favorite series, uh, my favorite issues of Bad Girl was just the Nightwing part and stuff like like I, I haven't read like the Bad Girl and the Birds of Prey series. I, I haven't. I, I bought some of the issues of it. I just never gotten around to like reading it and stuff. So it was just like that was just like my favorite issue of it. Like Robin, the flashback scenes that show him as like a PG go <laughs> for some reason. Some reason it just made me think like, man, he is like Robin from Teen Times Go, man. Speaking of that, we're gonna. I know a lot of time travel stuff, like, so I mean, my bit of like I said with um, Ivy and Harley, it's just like people look too deep into it. And like they said, it was like a Thelma and Louise story. There were Thelma and Louise were like best friends, you know, to the end, going on their wacky adventures. And they drive off a cliff together. Just be thankful they didn't do that ending. So, let me grab the... I gotta stretch. And I knocked over a few things. <laughs> Just be glad they didn't end the series with them jumping off a cliff together. Even though they would probably be like, that's so romantic. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Um... That was my favorite bad girl issues, so. And I st- I even, I think, um, like one, one issue of, you know, of, uh, bad girl where I think it was in the animated series issue that, like, that was the most expensive one. So anyway, let's. Justice League. I gotta find that book. I did find where um, a kid sent Batman an email instead of Batman responding with an email. He just writes a handwritten letter to that kid, which was just like hilarious of like. <laughs> like, like Batman's just like I'll send him no I'm not gonna send him an email it was like Batman's way of like you know saying like you know <laughs> oh I found it here it is like <laughs> uh, and Alfred brings him a sandwich and stuff like right while he's writing a letter <laughs> and Batman 
instance, like the there's a photo, an autograph photo to the kid where it says "Be good or else, Batman." <laughs> Which I just thought was like that is that is adorable. And I like these DC kids books and stuff. Like I know I'm too old to read them, but I love them. Like they. They, they are entertaining and adorable for kids. And I think kids need to read more. Like Kids today are too... They're probably on Tumblr. Uh, sorry, they're probably on Tumblr right now. So, anyway, this is Food Fight by Shali Fish. Art by Ben Bates. Letters by Wes Abbott. And edit... By, well, not Castello, uh, Abbott and Costello, but Alex Anton. And Cyborg is singing while cooking. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I am not like the voice actor who does Cyborg, by the way. That guy is brilliant. I really didn't like... Voice actor who did, uh, the voice actor who played Cyborg and Young Justice... I just felt like it was too dramatic. But anyway. Uh, here is Cyborg. Sandwich time, sandwich time. There's no time like sandwich time. Except maybe corn dog time. Or battered deep fried chocolate time. Cyborg screams. There's no sandwich in the uh, fridge. Titans run. Robin, what's the emergency, Cyborg? Is it Brother Blood? Mad Moo? Or Starfire? Did someone still. <laughs> <Everyone loves> them. <laughs> Cyborg, my, my sandwich. Where's my sandwich? You know, one thing I'm surprised about is they never did, like, the Teen Titans go Justice League action crossover. That would have been interesting. His guns of his suit come out. That's the third one this week. Who took it? Robin, not me. Beast Boy, not me. Raven, not me. Starfire, it was not I. Cyborg points at the fridge. Well, somebody did. Why is it always my sandwich, not Raven's pizza? Well, one, Raven's part demon, so nobody would not want that. Touch that. Beast Boy has a flashback. <laughs> of when he took Raven's cupcake. Raven transforming in her demon. Look, cupcake. Beast Boy, dude, you do not want to mess with Raven's food. <laughs> That's also one of my favorite comic book couples. Everyone always bitches about how Harley and Ivy got mistreated by DC. DC mistreated Raven and Beast Boy. They mistreat that. That is like one they mistreated a lot.
So if there's ever a ever a comic book couple that's gotten mistreated badly by DC, it's those two. They always, you know, they were great together. Like I like them together. Like Beast Boy's more laid back, hippie-ish type person. Raven's always serious and dramatic. Ever sorry, like I know there's some people who love the Damian Wayne Raven. I didn't. Like they match together. They're too they're they're too much alike. And that was the thing that they painted like was like they're so much alike. And it's like, yeah, it's kinda creepy. It's kinda like the Superman Wonder Woman thing. They're, they're too much alike. You want the sort of like the the laid back, cool, calm, relaxed person. Always with the persons. Like that's why a lot of people love Batman and uh, Batman and Catwoman. Was Catwoman's more laid back, and Bruce is always serious and you know dramatic. You know not, not dramatic, but serious and about everything. And Catwoman's always more laid back and. You know, getting Batman out of his shell, being serious and stuff. So, that's the thing you gotta like. Not the thing you gotta like, but the thing you gotta love about them. You know. So, anyway. I don't know why. Comic book couples. <laughs> so, anyway. Robin. Hmm. No witnesses to the disappearance too bad you didn't put a camera in the fridge. Cyborg, I did. <laughs> Cyborg. They ate my camera too. <laughs> Robin, don't worry. I'll get to the bottom of this. Cyborg. How? Robin. Through the skill application of a cutting-edge investigation investigative techniques they get to a black and white noir type page Robin okay baby face one last chance give me the skinny and skip to fill flame I ain't no kid I ain't no kid glove blowing rum bum shonaker. <laughs> By the way, I love the panel because it's like from like a point of view panel where you, the reader, are looking at Robin. <laughs> and I love that. That is so cool. I, I love that. That is. I love it. I, I, I love that. The point of view thing. Robin. Yeah, you heard me. I'm talking sandwiches. You had a hankering for one of those for the dingus. Don't you? So you slipped it in your yap. Dropped it down the hatchet. 
That's all she wrote. What? <laughs> I love that. I, I I love that little noirish type of insults and you know quips. I guess is the term. But I'm here to tell you, sweetheart. You got a rye bread monkey on your back. One way street to the big house. And a mayonnaise chemo. With pickles on the side. <laughs> Robin's doing his jive talking, I guess. Come clean, sunshine. Admit it. <laughs> Starfire. You are very cute in the light in this light, Robin. <laughs> Raven, you're joking, right? Cyborg. Me, it was my sandwich. Beast Boy. Okay, I confess. I ran with scissors crossed without looking both ways. I Beast Boy sobs. Left the seat up. <laughs> Robin, what about the sandwich? Beast Boy, oh, that? No way, dude. I didn't take the sandwich. Cyborg fires a laser out of his cannon, of his arm. This isn't getting anywhere. I'm going to handle... I'm going to handle my sandwiches my way. With a high-tech state-of-security system. One thirty-five. Cyborg peeks around the corner into the kitchen. Two twelve. Cyborg whistles while walking past the kitchen. Two fifty-three. Cyborg hides underneath the table. Three seventeen. I can't stand it anymore. He says while he's peeking into the fridge. Just a peek, just to make sure it's safe. Somehow. <laughs> A subway car flies out of the fridge running Cyborg over. After running him over, Robin... <clears throat> you opened the fridge, huh? Cyborg. Well, the security system works. Nobody took. And little do you know, the sandwich disappears. My sandwich. Cyborg yells. Starfire and Beast Boy runs into the kitchen. Beast Boy, I didn't do it. <laughs> Sounds like my nephew. <laughs> By the way, it kind of reminds me of this story. I gotta tell this story. This one's pretty funny. I took my youngest niece and nephew to Half Price Books. And this story is gonna embarrass my niece. <laughs> my second oldest niece farts <laughs> really loud in the store and I'm looking at um, history books like comic books I decided to take a look around the history book section and I look at them I'm like I'm like really 
And I, at first, I'm like, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't me, like the time I farted in the bookstore and I got yelled at because the mom thought the kid pooped his pants. Which I felt bad. I felt horrible <laughs> about that. I know I'm laughing, but I felt horrible. Because next thing you know, you hear a little kid going, It wasn't me. I didn't do it. So, I'm like, what are you, and I'm whispering that, and my niece yells out, it was Brayden, and Brayden's my nephew's name, my nephew goes, it wasn't me, don't listen to her, <laughs> really loud in the store to everyone, I'm like, dude, like the most embarrassing thing I say to everyone don't listen to her she's lying <laughs> I was just like really but anyway uh, Starfire did you stub the toe again <laughs> Cyborg why does this keep happening to me why 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 Robin, the question isn't why, it's how. How did someone get into the fridge without opening it? Maybe there's a clue inside. A giant monster pops out of the pizza. Cyborg, yeah, that looks like a clue. As the Titans are a terror, Beast Boy turns into a rabbit chasing after a piece of pizza. The Pizza Monster. Beast Boy, dude, I told you. Don't mess with Raven's food. Starfire. It's no use. Even my energy blasts can't penetrate the pepperoni. Beast Boy. Le uh, you left this in our fridge. What is this thing? Raven. Leftovers. <laughs> I love this book. I know, right? <laughs> From the last time I went home. Trigon. Again, daughter. You have to renounce the name of Trigon. Betray your part. Your, tr betray your birthright. Trigon f turns into a monster into the dead. But take a snack when you... Take a snack. You look thin. It's his special specialty. A pizza with everything. Mushrooms. Sausage. Demonic possession. Cyborg. Demonic possession. Raven. He beats pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Cyborg, quick, eat that thing before it eats us. Beast Boy, are you kidding? I'm not putting that thing in my mouth. <laughs> Raven, can you please keep the noise... Oh, sorry, keep the noise down. Sorry, I I totally skipped a part. Anyway, Raven gets captured, yanked by the pizza, and... Raven, did you touch the pizza, didn't you? Sorry, I skipped a page. I'm like laughing at the, looking at the Trigon because I was excited to read. 
his part. Which, by the way, I was disappointed with season two. Was one of the reasons of season two was Trigon. Like he was just in like one episode, and next thing you know, whammo. So I skipped part. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Starfire, how does one defeat demon-infested pizza? Beast Boy, demon-infested pizza cutter. Robin, or we could try this. Robin uh, viruses. One of his bat ropes, I guess. Battering, bat ropes. The creature keeps eating cyborg sandwich, but not Starfire's cake. Why not? Robin throws the cake into the monster's mouth because demonic monster pizza monster from the underworld can't stand angel food cake. <laughs> angel food cake. <laughs> Gulp. The angel food cake enters and Boom! The monster blows up from the angel food cake. Cyborg, in your face, pizza monster. That's what happens when you eat my sandwich. Beast Boy, well, I'm not cleaning all this up. Robin gets up. Okay. That's okay. Raven will clean it up. <laughs> <coughs> What, Raven? What? It's your pizza. Raven, you blew it up. <laughs> Silky enters the kitchen. Starfire. Oh, it looks like Silky likes eating pizza. Okay, okay. Compromise. Cyborg can clean it up. Silky hisses. After eating the pizza. Cyborg. Not happening. I cleaned up the mutant lasagna last time. Alrighty. So. We'll read the next one in the next podcast episode. Anyway. I I gotta get to the uh, time traveler. We read about the case of a real time traveler. Which involved Morris. So. Let's find one that's. Hmm. Let's get to, uh, let's read, um, the North Hill, uh, sorry, the Northfield, Vermont Pigman. Someone talked about this one. I didn't want to read it, but anyway. Unexplained disappearances. 
Alright, this one is kind of interesting. <clears throat> this is from The Unexplained Disappearance. My older brother moved down after he got a job at the Cadbury's Chocolate Factory in Birmingham. A work colleague told him the story of the well-known time that the disappearing Jaguars story. Apparently, the police officers involved never once changed their story, even years later. But witnesses came forward some 25 years later, but he had but he had wanted but he wanted to uh keep be kept out of it at the time now he's now he has to have a high risk surgery and felt that he had to say what he had seen in the case anything that happened to him while he was being operated on he wanted the truth be told the witness said that the car hadn't vanished, but that the officers had approached the car and were just about to knock on the window when a bright golden white light burst out of the car through every window. The witness had turned away, and a second as he thought his, thought his girlfriend had called to him as he was due to meet her as it turned out turned uh, as he turned his back because she wasn't there he saw the two officers stood frozen to the spot not moving and the car slowly drove away after a half a minute one and a half minutes the officer suddenly reanimated and carried on as if the car was still going to be there. <clears throat> they looked stunned, shocked, and shaken. As he watched them from the corner, he got scared. The witness was really frightened. And since the, this had happened to policemen, he thought better about getting involved. He walked away minutes later after his girlfriend finally arrived. This was one of the dozens of weird stories that this guy told my brother. And my brother told me. As he knew things like that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> okay. A side story. This guy was into the paranormal stuff. But before it was popular, my brother said... That this colleague, who I think was named Jim, Jeff, George, Graham, who knows, <laughs> who told the stories, was always on time, never late, never a day sick. He had to be made, he had to, he was made to have his holidays. But after 13 years of working with him, and just taking his stories as a bit of a fantasy, he got very uncomfortable and weirded out one week by him. He told my brother that he got the feeling that someone was permanently shadowing him, like a ghost, was stood next to him or something. 
and that he was being followed whenever he went anywhere. He was told, he told anyone and everyone who would listen, and they just think these stories are these stories were getting to him. Three days later, on a Thursday, the guy didn't turn in for work, and everyone knew something must have been wrong. They tried phoning him several times, and his phone was off the hook. They tried the operator, who said that connect with the number n- another number that the number was three nines, which is England's emergency number. She cleared the line and tried connect connect them. Uh, sorry, they. They tried to connect him, but the phone was dead. After hearing this, the decision was made to somebody to go to his home and see if everything was alright. Three hours later, they came back saying that they were totally freaked out by nothing. Two had gone, a woman from personal and and the guy's immediate boss. They walked to the front of his door and knocked. The door opened. They called out to him, but no response. They walked in expecting to see a body. And there was nothing. The house was neat and tidy. The phone was off the hook and on the floor. But apparent from that, had uh, a half-eaten plate of food was on the table. Knives and forks were still stuck in the piece of chicken. One of the curtains in the living room was being half open, while the other was closed. That was it. They checked the whole house for him, but zilch. His toothbrush and paste was still in the bathroom. There was a load of the washing finished uh, load of clothes in the washer. And it, the way they wrote it was like the, there was a load of washing finished in the machine. But not taken out to dry. That's like a Dale Gribble suspicion. <laughs> His clothes were all still there. Nothing was missing. A neighbor had seen them come in and was now at the door with two policemen thinking they were robbing the place. Explanations were made, calls were made, and the police took a missing persons report. This was the next door neighbor commented at about 8.15 p.m. The previous evening, she was watching TV and she was disturbed by a bright light coming through the curtain. She ignored it, thinking that it was a police helicopter. But then she realized then she realized she hadn't actually heard a helicopter fly over. She assumed that this was in the fields in the back of the house, that the police were looking for somebody and thinking that they caught him, because she heard some sort of scream, but not a really but not really a scream. Some three or four minutes later she sorry, three or four minutes later thought Whoever had been apprehended just after that, the lights just disappeared. She carried on watching TV. The guy was never seen again. The police did the checks of all flights and ferries and coaches and bus companies in an effort to find him, but there was no trace. He had simply vanished off the face of the earth. Cops traced a few friends he did have, but none of them seen them. Since the previous Sunday afternoon, 
when they had all met Sunday dinner at their usual pub, and roughly 18 years later, they have never, they had never missed a Sunday lunch there. As it was also a weekly meeting for anything odd group. They look into the UFO and alien sightings and strange occurrences, etc., etc. Hope this helps. Damn. That is really fucked up story. I mean, really fucked up. Um, there's been a lot of, like, weird stuff. I mean, that is just, like, that one is, like, really fucked up story. Like, I have never heard, like, a weird, weird story like that. Um, anyway, like, that's a weird story. <laughs> anyway, let's see what other stories they have. We'll probably do, like, one more story, then we'll wrap up the show. something popped up in the news from bounding into comics the new Marvel Avengers trailer released along with pre-order details Uh, Square Enix announced the trailer of the new Avengers video game Square Enix and along with um, the company Crystal Dynamics and Marvel has released a new trailer for the Avengers video game. The trailer and pre-order information for Crystal Dynamics, the Avengers, has been released. Um, I really don't look forward to it. <laughs> I know this sounds mean, but I just I really don't look don't really care about the uh, you know the Marvel Avengers game. But anyway, uh, I forgot to read this one. Eric Eric July. Eric July states that Harley Quinter, Margot, and her lucky chap entertainment should be ostracized from doing comic books. I stated in his article, this isn't crapping her acting skills. I know some of you guys will agree with me in terms of her Harley Quinn, but that's neither or that's neither here or there nor there because Lone wasn't going to save this film. He's right though. Like, a lot of um like I said like yesterday's episode where Harley Quinn Margot Robbie fans 
are defensive of it. Like, they went on to, like, make up lies and stuff of the Sonic movie. Then they, you know, called fans of Sonic the Hedgehog homophobic people, which is hilarious to hear that and stuff. But the thing is, the difference between Sonic the Hedgehog and Harley Quinn is that Sonic the Hedgehog is a family film. And most families aren't going to take their kids to go see Birds of Prey. So, anyway. Um, you are amazing, baby. Thank you. Um, let's see. Well, I guess that's it for today's episode. Man, there's like nothing. <laughs> uh, we talked about fa- uh, Tumblr, which, you know, we will probably never be on but anyway um anyway i guess it's today's uh episode and uh i'll see you all tomorrow um uh, do a morning show tomorrow so how does it sound get up early and do a morning show i guess i i, I don't know anyway um i might take tomorrow off <laughs> I feel like taking tomorrow off and we'll do a new show Monday. So anyway, I I guess we'll do a morning show tomorrow or save it for Friday. So anyway, I will see you all tomorrow in the morning. I guess do a morning show tomorrow. Bye.